She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360 Karma. We're so happy to have you join us today, and we're so happy for our guest today. She not only has been a trailblazer and an extraordinary woman in television, film, music, but she helps other people, both behind and in front of the camera, to live their dream and make things happen. Please give a warm welcome to Barbara Deutsch. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm good so to happy have to you be here. here. Yes, I, I've heard so much about you from so many people I know in the industry. Um, we won't name any names because I know you're not really allowed to talk about all the people that you work with, but uh, whether it's actors, writers, yeah. producers, directors, mm-hmm. uh, your name is uh, celebrated in that circle. Wow. And, <laughs> and, you know, um, I want to share with everybody your, your path to doing what you do okay. uh, to help so many people. Because not only are there a lot of people out there that fall into that category of being in this industry and struggling, and you help them not really to struggle, but to uh, learn how to live their best self uh, doing what they're meant to be doing, right? Sure. And, and I love that. Um, but I want to talk about your background and your path to doing what you do. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, I know it started in New Jersey. You were born there, right? It did. It yeah. started in New Jersey. Yeah. I've been having a lot of guests lately from that were born in New Jersey, and they're all in L.A. Yeah, <laughs> like, what's up with that? <laughs> it does happen. Is this is this people didn't want to stay in New Jersey? Or? I don't know. I love Jersey. I yeah. mean, I, I love the Jersey Shore. Yeah. That, that I is, do, too. That's my jam. Yeah. You know, the California, no offense, but the beaches aren't the beaches. Yeah. The Jersey Shore. Yeah. Well, you can actually Bradley go in the beach. water there. It's too cold here. Right? Yeah. I mean, the w- weather's warm, but the cold, the, we- the water's so cold here. Should we move back? <laughs> Maybe we should, Maybe. especially after that earthquake. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was in the theater seeing Indecent. Oh, my last gosh. Night. Wow. Right? And the actors yeah. are from New York. Of course, this is going to air after that, but still, yeah. there's always, you know, that threat of these earthquakes here in California. Yeah. I know that the, the only downside to living in California. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, that and the traffic. <laughs> you know, I deal with traffic. Yeah. I'm like, I know there's traffic. Yeah. So it's you just never surprised it. me. I think everybody's so surprised yeah. when there's traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, not surprising. I know. I love it when people go, oh, I'm sorry. I was late. There was traffic. And I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> Hello. Like, when is there not traffic? Anyway. Um, so yeah. here you were in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You were growing up and you had shared with me that all the way back in the second grade. Yeah. Yeah. They, in the middle of that, they bumped you to third grade. Right. And that kind of was like this huge upheaval in your life, as it probably would be for any kid. Well, yeah. no one in those days, yeah. you know. Wait, they, and this was because you were so smart. I know. <laughs> I remember being smart yeah. in kindergarten, yeah. first grade, yeah. and half of second grade. Yeah. I was the jam. Yeah. Yeah. And then they gave me a test because I moved from one town to the next. And apparently I was like super smart. Yeah. And in the middle of the year, they put me into third grade. Oh, my gosh. And I watched 
My first day in third grade, I watched the teacher write in script on the blackboard. Yeah. And I'd never seen that before. Oh, my gosh. And she said, all right, class, you have to do all your lessons tomorrow in, in script. They call it cursive now. Yeah. Um, if they call it anything now. And so I never heard the part where she had to have said, and Barbara, you... So yeah. I shut down. You, like, Barbara, you don't need to do that. Right. But you didn't hear that part. Yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't hear that part. So I shut down and knew I couldn't learn it. And so that gave me the message that I can't learn. Wow. But I did. I go home crying to my mother. Yeah. I said, I have to learn by tomorrow. And... She didn't put up a fight. She just taught me overnight. Wow. She Had sounds amazing. She's amazing. And I wrote, I write exactly like her. I have beautiful handwriting. And then she kicked that teacher, I'm sure, years later, I find, I find out. But it had all, and so my therapist would say, who can learn in this second, third grade script writing overnight? Yeah. What kind of a person? A really smart person. Right. Like, where were you when I was, like, fourth grade when I couldn't learn anything for the rest of my academic career? Wow. So, you know, I think our listeners, everybody has these traumatic childhood, you know, stories. And I think the reason I want you to tell that story is because it impacted you so greatly in your confidence of yourself. And Mm -hmm. uh, we grow up in a culture where women's uh, confidence is not always uh, coddled and perpetuated, you know. Um, so what did you take from that experience that you bring today to the table when you work with people behind and in front of the camera to help them believe in themselves? Certainly, I think every lesson in life brings something to our table sometime in our life that is beneficial. Well, sure. So what do you think came from that? Well, I became um, a super listener, and I just listened to people and watched them, and my intuition grew, and my humor grew. I, instead of adding to a conversation because I didn't know an answer, I could say something funny. And that's the only thing I did was be funny Mm -hmm. and that and listen and watch. And and I I really know through humor and compassion, anybody can move ahead. Wow. I I mean, I'm living I'm living proof. It doesn't mean I get triggered. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when we have traumas and, you know, Everybody has a different trauma. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was fully loved when I was grown, when I was going, getting older, and everybody loved me, and everybody thought I was wonderful. I just never, never felt smart. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I never looked to achieve anything. I never had a, a goal. But oddly enough, uh, your life has been like this miraculous path of incredible happenings. I know. My right? friends call me Forrest Gump. 
<laughs> because I just yeah. go. Yeah, and so the first among that uh, venture that has been your amazing life was um, you were working in the music industry, right? Yeah, in high school to follow the you know trauma, the guidance counselor who was also the gym teacher who probably got $50 more a month to ruin me, <laughs> said she should be a secretary. And I was a BC. So anyway, they put me in the secretarial check. But, I, and back then, isn't that all that they even told women they could be? They, you could be a secretary, a teacher, or a nurse. That was it, right? Well, yeah, you yeah. go to college, but then yeah. you're going to get married anyway. So right. what's the point? What's the point, yeah. Right. Yeah. Could you so, imagine? Could you imagine transport that mentality to today? And it would be like, no. But I mean, thank God, no women are buying that anymore. You no, know. Well, no. Yeah. That that does show how far we've come because that's been in hello. That's been in our lifetime. You know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I probably couldn't have gone into college anyway because I just didn't feel believe in yourself. No, yeah. I didn't. I had no confidence yeah. in yeah. academic. You and a million other women. You know. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I know. At that I time. No, I know. But. Thank but now I'm a professor, so. Yeah. Hmm. I know. We're going to talk about okay. that. Um, <laughs> but first I want to talk about, so business. your foray into the music world is well, so I, interesting. You, you were working at Epic Records? I, was that here or where was that? Everything's back east. Oh, back east. Okay. Yeah. I um, My first job was for all the staff songwriters, for the for songwriter producers for the Epic and Columbia label. Wow. And that it was in the late '60s. Come on, yes, that it is was, such a cool job. It was such a cool job. How did you land that job? You just got because lucky because I could I passed the typing shorthand test. Oh, so wait a minute. So being the secretary actually ended up being a blessing in disguise because you end up working in the music industry. Come on, right? It, it was, but who knew? But who knew? Right? I mean, who knew? And here yeah. I am booking sessions for. Every artist on yeah. the Colombian Epic label, and wow. I'm going to the studios every night. And but one day, I was standing on the coffee table at the. It was at Black Rock in New York City, and Clive Davis. If you know who Clive Davis is, and who doesn't, and who doesn't, <laughs> he was the president of the company at the time. And I, I was standing on the coffee table because it, you know, it was. Because that's what people do, the stand 60s, on coffee tables? You know, it was crazy. And I was singing to the secretaries, <laughs> and I was singing Where the Boys Are, you know. From oh, that, yeah. From Where the that. boys are. Yeah. And so I'm belting my brains out, and Clive gets off the elevator, and he walks over to me. I don't see this. The girls left the secretaries. They're packing me up. They know I'm going to get fired. And he pulls my skirt, and I go... Oh, and he says, what's your name? I said, Barbara Deutsch. He said, who's your boss? And I say, who my boss is. And he goes into the office, and then he leaves, and my boss comes out of his office, and he says, get in here. <laughs> and he says to me, you can sing? I said, no. <laughs> you can sing? No. no. <laughs> Clive Davis was just in here saying, your secretary's standing on the coffee table singing. <laughs> Either fire her or sign her. She's pretty good. <laughs> and then, you know, he'd been looking for someone with a young pop voice yeah. to sing Across the Universe to cover a Beatles song. So he says, oh, my God. He says, sing this. And they, he played with these fingers. 
And words are flowing out like endless rain. He goes, damn it. And three weeks later, I made a record. Oh, my That's God. another really funny, long story. But, but because, and then I got a record. It came to my desk. You remember a 45? It's got a big hole in it. Yeah. It said Barbara Love. Apparently, they didn't think Deutsch would look good on oh the record. Oh, my God. So that was your name. They changed my name, Barbara Love. Oh, my God. But because I didn't think I was a singer, I was just a secretary who happened to do this. I stayed being a secretary. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> this is not a joke. Oh and But my God. then I saw a show on Broadway, and I said to my boss, this girl looks like me. She sounds like, I think I sing better. Wow. And he said, I got you on this thing called Callbacks. It was the first, it was the fourth callback for the first national touring company of Godspell, written by Stephen Schwartz, who wrote Wicked. Oh, and my Pippin. God, you told me that. And Godspell was like, I think, the first musical I went to see, and I loved it. I memorized every word of every song. Love that musical. Well, I went with my girlfriend. I wanted to be in it, and she wanted the boy who played Jesus. Yeah. So eventually, we both sort of got our wish. Yeah. <laughs> so you traveled with that show? Yeah, we did oh a stint God. on Broadway. Then we And you told me you sang Day by Day. I sang Day by Day. Okay. I called my mother. Day by Day. <laughs> I can't sing. Day by Day. I love it. I love it. <laughs> great, great musical. Wow, that must have been so exciting. So you went from secretary to traveling in this musical yeah. show? I quit my Amazing. job. I called my mother. I said, I'm an actress. <laughs> and she sent she yeah. sent me birth control pills. <laughs> because I think she thought that was what show business was. Oh, Not exactly gosh. wrong, but... Wow. So from there, how did you end up in L.A.? I know that you ended up in some musical out in L.A. Was that kind of what happened Well, next? then I got off the road, yeah. and then I did more stuff, and I got agents and bo started booking commercials that made a lot of money. Oh, wow. Young, blonde, funny, Yeah. right? And that was in L.A. or New York? New York. New York, New York still. Okay. And so, but then I got into this musical comedy theatrical rock group. And we lived in Connecticut, and then they moved us to to L.A., and we lived in a, like a, like a house in Mello, uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. And then we tanked. We failed. We were being managed, and we were we were supposed to be on Saturday Night Live as the house band. It not, it all fell apart, yeah. and so my girlfriend and I stayed here. And, um, and that's how you ended up out here. Yeah, we stayed, and I supported oh us with commercials. You're like me. I came out here. I oh, I'll spend a year or two here, and that was 13 years ago. Well, they didn't give us money to go back. That's why <laughs> we stayed here. That's funny. But the whole time, my interest in people was far more interesting in my acting or singing. Right. You know, I love to sing, but acting, not so much. Yeah. Um, but you did TV, film, commercials. I did. I got oh, hired yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, fun. Because... Any shows that we would know? Well, or? in the day, I... Yeah. I, I, Taxi. Oh, yeah. Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, my gosh. Matlock. Oh, all my favorites. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so... Yeah, that was that was fun, and then I met a man. We were in a show together, and we got married, and oh. we had a kid. And what was his name? Michael Lembeck. Okay. 
Um, he's a director now, and we had a great time, had the most amazing child. I think he's a Gandhi with a sense of humor. Aww. He's 37 now, and he married this queen woman. My daughter-in-law is my daughter, and now I have two grandchildren. Aww. One seven, one's four. That's and as good as it gets, right? It we is. Have one, we have a grandchild. He's adorable. How old? His name's Izzy. We call him Isadorable. <laughs> well, He's three. Oh. Yeah, three going on, going on 20. <laughs> well, these children broke me. I have yeah. tubes in my ears from, I'm sure I make out with them. You know, yeah. I, they carry in, and the, it, they broke me physically, but... I'm recovering because I love them too much. <laughs> so uh, your husband and you split when your child was, you six. told me, six years old. Six. So at six years old, you found yourself a single mom. Yeah. That had to be tough. Well, it wasn't unfamiliar because my mom was a single mom. Oh, right. Right? My dad died when I was young. Oh, my So gosh. I watched her do it. It wasn't unfamiliar to me. Okay. But it still wasn't know, fun. Fun? Yeah. No. No. You know, you carpool one day and then happy, and then you carpool the next day completely wrecked. Oh, my. Yeah. But it's in the category of this happens. And, you know, if you hadn't gone through these things, like I've said before, all these different challenges we have bring something to the table later for what it is we're meant to be doing. So I can only imagine, since you help people uh, to discover what it is their passion is and how to make manifest that, yeah. that you, um, having been through a divorce and, and raising mm -hmm. a child, can only be more compassionate to other people that have a similar story. Well, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but my story is really that I land on my feet. I never lost my sense of humor and right. I never lost the possibility. Uh, I, that's, that doesn't mean I wasn't in the bed for right. a few months every right now and then. Yeah. But I don't know, my spirit, I don't know. I was born that way. With that resilience. I, I think me too. I, 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 I yeah, relate to that. I, I was born that way. Yeah. And, you know, the, the way I work with people, I do understand mm -hmm. drama and crisis, and I know when someone's in PTSD. I'm not mm -hmm. clinically trained, mm -hmm. but man, I do know when I'm talking to someone what's in the way. Right. But I, you it's know, a, it's I read a gift, something. It is. Right? It's it a is. gift. Yeah. I, you know, you you said something. Uh, I heard watched you say an interview. Um. You said, why do you want to do this mm -hmm. instead of how to do it? You know, dis right. discovering the vision Yeah, first. I mean, I think I do that with everything that I do, and you probably do too, and it's so important is, is the why yeah. and not worrying about the how because right. we can so easily get caught up on that how, and it right. just, like, it brings in fear to people. Sure. Oh, oh I want to do this, but I don't know how. It can be strangling. Yeah. So forget the how. Why do I want to do it? And and well, most of the yes. time, it's our calling. It's like why we're meant to be here, right? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's kind of it's not brain surgery. You, if you remove 
the fears and the concerns, what's actually there? Right. What did you want to do? Yeah. If you remove those fears and concerns, mm -hmm. what's there? Okay, so maybe we have to reinvent the dream. Right. And is this part of the Barbara Deutsch approach? Cause, yes. Yes, because I know your uh, website is barbaradeutschapproach.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's something you've come up with. Yeah. So you are actually working with a consulting firm for your own self, right? For branding. Yeah. Yeah. A and then uh, <laughs> ended up starting your own company, Barbara Deutsch Approach. Eventually. Oh, oh yeah. Back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I took that a workshop from years. this guy. I forgot. Yeah. I took a workshop from this person and um, to get my passion back yeah. in my acting. And he said, when were you passionate? And I went, good, good question. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So you that is a good question. Like our audience should think about that. If they're not feeling passionate, look back on a time yeah. when you were exactly. passionate. What were you doing then? I wasn't yeah. passionate about performing. I just kept getting hired. Mm -hmm. And I know for people, what's the problem? Yeah. And so you had all this work, but you didn't want to really be acting. You really wanted to be helping people. You came, you came to I find out, I, right? I, I came to find out. Yes. I took a workshop from him, and he said, you should be my partner in my business. Oh, wow. People now, meet you. They like you. And When did you write your book? Because I know you're an author, too. It's called Open Up or ago. Shut Up. <laughs> that's so. Oh, that seems like you. You know, open up or, or shut, shut up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're either talking too much, and why, or you're not, or you're withholding, and why. And so in the book, there's dialogues on how to how you get in trouble and how you get out of trouble. There's also really good stories in there mm -hmm. um, about how I. There's this thing. I work with. What is your competitive edge? Mm -hmm. What is it about you that no one can compete with? And I found that out. Um, I got hired by a, a company in Toronto. In my book, I say it's Seattle, because I'm still afraid that they're going to come find me. <laughs> it, was, um, it was a pension and welfare company. And I just did it for the money, and I never do that. I've never been in the corporate arena mm -hmm. before. And they asked me, they kept saying, do you have any roads or paths or streams? You know, they wanted the book. Yeah. And I had nothing. So I went and coached with Rhonda Britton. Oh, yes. I love Rhonda right? Britton. Yeah. And I was completely panicked. So we came up with three steps to results. Mm -hmm. Two of them I stole from Psychology Today something about resilience and the other one I was driving in the car and I what is what is your competitive edge what is what is it about you no one can compete with that's corporate -y. and then I did that anyway they the company hated me from speaking because the next day people brought their kids to work and started a daycare center they had to shut down. People asked for raises. Oh, so you empowered their employees, I, and they didn't like I that. I just did <laughs> the opposite. I didn't even know that this thing I made up in the car one day, <laughs> I kept getting, I had no idea that being honest was a competitive edge. I had no idea that listening, I had no idea that yeah, was a competitive. And so people forget what it is they're loved for. Right. The, like, if you, why do you love me, right? Yeah. If you yeah. asked, 
Right. What people, is it? Yeah. The people that are closest to you. Right. It's, they're not going to say it's because you're talented. Right. Or beautiful or you have right. good lipstick. Right. They're going to say because the way you care. Yes. The way you listen, how honest you are. More substantive How things. not judgy you yeah. are. That usually falls away when people, when the stakes are high for someone. Right. So let me ask you this, because we're going to wrap up, and I want people to be aware of the Barbara Deutsch uh, approach um, and how you have created this unique approach. It's a gift of yours that you um, impart on people, especially in the uh, entertainment industry. I'm strong um, in the entertainment industry, right. but I do have... Right. You work with everybody. You know, sure. Let's make that known. Um but have had helped a lot of very high-profile people in yeah. Hollywood mm -hmm. to connect with what really makes their heart sing. Mm -hmm. I love and, that word. And sing. Um, let's close with maybe a story that you want to share—a quick story of of someone that you've helped. We won't say the names because you're not allowed to disclose the names, but maybe just where they were at and where they are now. How that how they used your approach to make that happen. Let's okay. make it tangible to people. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, I will name this name, but this is not a famous person. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. Anne Block. Anne Block was an actress, and I met her many years ago, and we did this process, and... Um, we found out that what everybody wrote is that she's the friendliest person they ever met in their life. Right. And she did not like that. Uh, she, she, how am I going to use Who friendly? wouldn't like that? <laughs> oh, how are you going to use how, that? Yeah. How is friendly going to be used? Yeah. Well, her real passion was to travel and take people on tours. And we managed to... Because of being friendly, she was able to open doors, and now she has a business called Take My Mother, Please. I, I, I know of this business, and I know it's, of her. It's and amazing. I think it's, I, when I first heard about it, I'm like, that's an incredible idea. Yeah. I didn't know you were behind that. Well, no, I, I nudged it. Yeah, yeah. And she took me on the first trip to Paris and London, like a, let's see how I can take people on trips yeah. without a it being expensive and yeah. so yeah but there, here's another one here's an actor one this one I can't say okay. the name of uh, he was told from his competitive edge that he was nice like he was so mad at me because yeah. everyone you were the nicest person we've ever met in our life and yeah. he it's not my fault you're nice <laughs> so he he has this big audition for a Big thing. Right. And usually when he goes on these auditions, the other guys there have this guy thing. You yeah. know, they're I can't do the guy thing. Hello, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. The guy thing. We all know it. And he does he doesn't fit he's not fitting he doesn't yeah. fit in. Right. And so he's there and he's like mad at me. And he's you know, he's trying to get in like play jump rope. Yeah. Get, like trying to get in, but he, he just, he can't take it. So he's sitting there, and he says, oh, fine, I'm nice. 
face. <laughs> he goes, I can't help it. I'm just nice. <laughs> and then the producer comes out and looks at all the tumult, the noise going yeah. on over there. And he looks at my client and, and he says, what's your name? And my client says the name and he says, come in. And my client says, well, I'm not, I'm not next. Yeah. Said, yeah. I just, I just wanted to bring someone in who's just so nice. Oh my gosh. And he gets the part. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I love it. It is about being your authentic self. Hello. Isn't it? Hello. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not being and afraid to no, be. Yeah. No. Well, that's great advice for us to leave everybody with. I yeah. mean, definitely being your authentic self. And I'm so glad to have you on today. I know so many people just sing your praises of how you've helped their careers. And I, I think you're an amazing lady and so happy to have you on today. Thank you. And can I give a shout out? This is Minda Burr's necklace. Oh, that yes. She we made. love Minda Burr. She's been on my show. Fantastic jewelry designer. Amazing. That we know and love. Yeah. Also a former actress. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And let's not mention, uh, forget to mention that you uh, teach at Syracuse University I for um, people who are not actors right. that want to be acting. That's right. So like they might be a doctor, but they want to be acting and you teach them how you can coexist and have both. Yeah. And I, I'm going to leave with that because I think that's a really cool yeah, concept. Me too. Yeah. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you, Barbara Deutsch. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Same time. Hugs and happiness. Oh.